Please note that nothing in this podcast should ever be taken as personal financial advice. And if you are seeking financial advice, reach out as we work with professionals in the industry. And welcome back to another episode of the Finance Bible Podcast. You're joined with myself, Zeke, and fellow co-founder of the Finance Bible, Oscar. Mate, how are you? Mate, very good. Going well. Very stormy day here in Sydney. Um, not as good as you, though, after your chiropractor session, um, I believe, which you just had. Very, very good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, good. Good, um, good stuff. <laughs> I talk about it. <laughs> so so you're getting, are you getting a bit of work done on your back? Or what's going on, mate? Yeah, mate, the chiropractor was very good. Uh, you know, they're going to do some stuff and yeah. you got a very big smile on your face today, mate. I haven't seen this in a while. Oh. There must be a bit of hidden message behind this appointment you had. <laughs> I, I donated blood this morning and sometimes you got to give back to the community. So I just feel good. I'm uplifted. You know, I'm helping people, for example, with cancer that need blood transfusions and stuff. That's exactly the way. That's very honourable. Saving and changing Very honourable. I, you know, I need to do it as well. Yeah, anyone out there that, my... that is eligible for it, get out and do it. It's pretty easy. Mm. It takes about 15, 20 minutes. How do you feel afterwards? Pie. I feel tired initially, um, but you just get a bit of energy drink and you get rowdy with the boys and you're back up and running. Did you say they give you a pie after? They can. You can get a pie, a sausage pie? roll, beef. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't know. You um, just look very up and about today, mate. It's good I to see. Am, it's great to see. You can get some milkshakes. Wow. Caramel, vanilla, chocolate malt, chocolate malt and caramel. Yeah, it sounds like you should be working for the, uh, the Red Cross Foundation. Well, I could reach out for a sponsorship like you and ING. Hopefully have more success. <laughs> yeah. To uh, anyone following that sponsorship journey, uh, so far, no good. We haven't got there yet, um, but stay tuned. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, what's, on, what's on for today, mate? Uh, yeah, well, as we mentioned last week, at the end of last week, we'll uh, kind of dive into the three expenses to control, or the main three expenses to control, um, which will help everyday Aussies and you know if you're listening elsewhere overseas and everything like that it'll help everyone achieve financial freedom or put you on the right path for it. Mate do you want to touch on the first one? Yeah so the first one is housing. Now whether you're renting or you've got your own house or whatever it is it is the biggest expense you'll pay. Throw some statistics out there mate I know we're a big big followers of stats at the finance bible we do love it. Mate I'm a big fan of statistics um, and 100% of statistics from myself are true. So there you go. There's the best one for you today. <laughs> now, if we jump into the housing costs in Australia, you know, the average person in Australia, we're looking at 2000. Sorry, sorry. How long have you been playing out that joke for? Oh, that I literally just came to me, mate. Like, it's not a joke. I saw you write that note down a few weeks ago. No, come on. <laughs> come on, mate. It's a, it's a fact. <laughs> Men don't lie. Right, I get to it. So in Australia, you're looking at about 2.8 grand per month. For each individual in Australia. Yeah, uh, wow. As a couple, it's a bit less. It's 4100 So per individual, about $2,058 per month. That's a lot of money to spend per month, you know. Doing the maths on that, you're looking at over $500 per week. If you're getting paid fifty two grand a year after tax, it's half of your payslip straight into housing. So on the average wage, which is about eighty grand in Australia, you're looking at 30 to 50% of your net income annually going towards housing. Soak that in. Soak it in. And look, a lot of people, well, probably a lot of listeners, are 
potentially still living at home with their parents or renting with their friends for the first time and living out of home. So there's always ways to look at decreasing the rent that you're paying as well. Because I personally, I was living in a, a quite a smallish apartment in Queens Park in Sydney. Um, you came over a couple of times, you saw it, and I was paying a ridiculous amount of, of money for such a small space. It's true. Like it was... It was actually quite ridiculous. Was I don't crap. know what I was doing. Yeah, looking back on it versus yeah. the crib you've got now, you're in like a mansion now. Yeah, like, so cheaper price. Exactly right. There's always cheaper options, and there's a better product. So look around. You can save so much money. Like I'm probably saving an extra a hundred bucks a week, which I can put into, for example, investments or savings or whatever it needs to be. But you're just saving so much more money than you can just. Like, which was originally dead money. In terms of renting, you can get in flat shares, you can get to a lower class place. You can even shop around, try to bargain hunt. In yeah, terms of house, like sharing houses for if you're young and looking else, elsewhere, that's what you're doing at the moment. You're actually gonna touch on it to our listeners, mate. You're actually in the process of right now moving into a new share house. I am and I'm very, very it's excited. A pretty, it's a pretty nice and big house, mate. Oh, it's pretty good. Uh, I won't deny it. Get some ocean views of Double Bay. Yeah, but look, that, that whole process, you you went to the market, which the rental market and the uh, flatmates.com, shout out to flatmates.com, helping every everyday Aussies get their flatmates. Um, you went out to flatmates.com and you know figured out the pricing really and what your budget was and yeah bit of a bit of a process trying to get it all together but at the end of the day you know you from doing that and getting it with flatmates and you can find good blokes or good chicks or uh, whatever you want on there and make it work in your favor if you're looking at renting somewhere a three-bedroom house and it's 500 bucks a week guess what get the other two flatmates involved split the cost by three boom Saving hundreds of dollars a week. Boom, boom. Now, not only are you looking at paying your rent or your mortgage repayments uh, when you're having a house, there's a bunch of additional expenses to take into account. For example, you've got maintenance. If you've got a 30-year mortgage on your house, you're going to live there for 30 years. You're going to pay a crap ton in maintenance, whether it's repainting or fixing smashed windows from kids playing golf or kicking balls and they suck, or whatever it is, getting solar panels, getting... Um, new taps or getting fans, ETC, whatever it is, and there will be maintenance. You've oh, got to do it. Of course. And and you haven't even touched on all the bills such as water, electricity, gas, strata, um, if you're part of a strata complex, you know, even stamp duty and et cetera, which we have touched on in one of our posts. Yeah, council, land rates, um, just stamp going. duty, legal fees, lender fees. Uh, mate, it's, it's not a stock. Then you've obviously got everything else on top of that. Um, like what? What other bills do you have? Internet, electricity, yeah. your subscriptions as well. Netflix, whatever, whatever yeah. you watch. If you're stand. renting, you can get some of them included. Um, but yeah, no. Generally, they're all things that you've got to pay as well. Yeah. So yeah, following up on what you're saying, mate. There are a lot of expenses which no one really thinks about at the start, but it does, you know, snowball effect. We both experienced it with um, moving processes uh, recently for you and me in the past of how everything adds up. Um, but yeah, having an actual savings plan and budget is the, probably the best way to tackle these situations if you ever find yourself in a, in a spot where you're moving house or um, yeah, just trying to get a better, better rate for your rent. Yeah, so you go $2,800 per individual. Uh, by 12, you're about 34 grand. On your average income of 80 grand, guess what? You're down to 46 grand left. Are you taking your tax out yet? No, nah, we, we won't worry about that. <laughs> we, can, we can focus on that another time. Ooh. Next, Oscar, what is it? Yeah, look, number two in our list is transport. 
So transport itself, especially in Sydney, um, it was found that Sydney is the most expensive city in the country for transport costs, meaning that the average spend of a household is around $22,500 in 2021, which when Sheesh. you think about it, that is literally just transport. So that's driving a car, getting a train, getting a bus, um, getting a, what do they call SkyRails here or whatever? No, I don't know. Yeah, tram? I don't know. They should be called trams, but... They're um, not, are they? They're not. But Ubers... Everything that is basically how much you're paying per household per year. Yeah, and tolls come into account as well. So you're looking at um, linked. A key thing, a key part of the transport conversation is obviously a car. We've found that owning a car is one of the most expensive items that someone can actually hold um, with bills and everything like that. The average monthly cost of owning one car is around $960. So this includes, you know, your insurance, your petrol, um, depending on how often you drive, the petrol you could be filling up every week, every few days, every fortnight, every month. Um, everyone's different, especially in COVID. I know a lot of mates in Sydney here have had their car parked, so they're saving money there. But yeah, general maintenance as well and registration, licensing. And if you get a flat battery or anything like that, you're gonna have to pay extra money there. So there's a lot of costs which go into having a car. A good way to minimize these costs is to figure out, is there another way which you can get around which isn't gonna cost any money? Answer is yes. Get a bike, go for a run, have a walk. Run. Run, run, run. Or if you're into scootering, just jump on your scooter. Or Electric skateboarders, scooter, yeah. your skateboarders out there, jump on your skateboard. Yeah. There's so many different ways you can actually save money on your transport because you know, when I moved to Sydney, I realized single-handedly how expensive everything here is. It's not good, is it's it? Not. It's very hard. So I'm trying to minimize my cost of transport per month by, like we just touched on then, we'll walking be, the places, uh, we'll running. Be sharing, driving to and from together sometimes now. That's true. Well, you are coming to the, uh, to the local area where I'm living. So That's it. Zeke's moving to the local area, so it's going to save us a bit of money for both of, both of us. That's yeah, what you got to do. Uh, 960 bucks a month per person yeah. Tell, is almost 12 down. grand a year. If you get to 12 grand a year, you add on your other 22 and a half grand or um, Just for the housing for cost, that. you're already at 34 grand basically. Now, of the average wage, that's about 40% of your wage gone pre-tax. Before even netting your income, 40% is gone. Yeah, it's insane when you put it like that. Yeah, mate, that cost is through the roof when you think about it. Um, and a, a good way to minimize that cost or to just look at getting it to decrease it is there's all these apps on the App Store, Apple App Store, Android, whatever you're on, um, where you can actually look at comparing petrol prices around the city or wherever you're living, uh, compares the pair. So what I use is Petrol Spy. So I just download that on my phone. And then basically wherever you are, it locates your exact location and finds out all the petrol stations nearby you and compares all the prices of each station and narrows down to the cheapest one so you get to pick um you know which place you want to go and how much you're happy to spend because at the moment um in australia we've we're seeing a big um spike in petrol prices they're saying it's one of the all-time highest um, petrol prices spike ever in the country it's true so this is the time when you do need these apps to actually figure out right this 7-eleven is going to be this much cheaper than the bp down the road i'm going there another really uh good app that's out there 
funnily enough, is actually run by the government. So ASIC, the Australian Securities Investment Commission, has made an app. Um, I believe it's linked with Money Smart. Uh, I think it's called Money Smart Cars or something like that. And it's actually a calculator that will calculate the total cost of you having a car over a certain period of time. And that's a huge eye-opener. Like whether you're getting interest or not, um, as in you get a loan on it, or just paying for petrol or tolls or whatever it is. And that will calculate exactly a cost for you. And then it'll uh, open your eyes to what you actually pay. Yeah, right. Now, the third and final one to touch on is... This is, that, this is, it's pretty, I'm not, it's pretty sad to see this, how much money we can spend on this category because it's everyone's favorite. Uh, it is food. All you foodies out there, I know a lot of people love food and go out for breakfasts uh, and especially everything opening up now in Australia. Everyone's going to go and have those long feeds. But food, buying food out, Uber Eats, groceries, that itself is extremely expensive when it all adds up. Just Australians alone, the average spent on food is around $560 per month. So that's not including eating, any um, breakfast, eating out or lunches or dinners. That's literally just groceries. So as you can see, that 560 equates to around six and a half or $6,720 per year. And then that's before you actually take into account going out for that boozy dinner and then getting all that food and everything like that with your friends, maybe once or twice a week or however often you do it. But it's just such an expensive thing and no one realizes it just adds up over time. Yeah, if you're spending $560 a month on groceries only, so not including your brekkie, lunches, dinners, drinks at the pub, whatever it is. All right, let's say you go out for lunch on average once a week or dinner once a week. You eat out, we're past COVID now, we're finally able to do it in New South Wales anyway, rip Melbourne. You know, you're probably looking at on your average sitting maybe a hundred bucks. So you got yeah. 30, 50 bucks for food, you get a cocktail, you're instantly at 70, you cocktail. get one wine as well. I like, I like you thinking, what's your go-to? Long Island, I love them. <laughs> Just send you. I can't say no to them. I have a good story about the Star Casino, I'll tell you a bit later actually. <laughs> <laughs> off, off recording. Oh, Love it. Yeah, but call it a hundred bucks a week. You go out once a week, um, not including your Saturday night where you get on the beers or whatever. You know, there's instantly another five and a half grand um, per year, bringing you up to about eleven grand or twelve, 12 grand, grand yeah. a year. If you add that twelve grand again onto the thirty-three thousand from the other two expenses, you're getting to a number of about forty-five thousand dollars per year. Mm. Guess what? You just went past fifty-five percent of your total yearly income before tax. Net after tax, you're looking at 70% of your income gone. Mate, the funny thing is the prices of food in Australia are actually still increasing. Um, last month alone, it actually increased 0.7% of just like your average food um, and groceries and everything like that. So you can actually think about it in 15, 20 years time. The prices of what a, you know, a carton of eggs cost now and then 15 years time like imagine obviously inflation everything that's rapidly happen. outperforming inflation yeah but it's just insane so what i've done to tackle this because i've known i spend probably my the most of my salary on food because i love eating like well no nah, but yeah i honestly i think food is my biggest um expense uh, following rent but what i've done to tackle that problem of mine which i noticed a few months ago probably yeah a few months ago i reckon with the budget which we keep referring back to i tracked all my expenses from food directly for the last 
you know, six months altogether. And I found that I was spending over, I think it was around 300 extra dollars that I could actually, that I was budgeting for, for food. What I did, I started shopping at Aldi. I started looking for the cheaper options, the the home brand rice instead of the Uncle Ben's rice. Um, And just, yeah, there's always a cheaper option and it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a worse... uh, or not so fresh. It doesn't have to necessarily be not as fresh as the other one. Like there's always options, but just take your time. And what I've also done is I calculate, I take my calculator in the supermarket and I, uh, whenever I pick up an item, I actually pop it into my phone. That is good. That actual. <laughs> like, I actually don't, people stare at me like this, they're confused, but. That is I, brilliant. I love yeah, that. I've narrowed down. I need to spend, well, I can, you know, I, I'm making myself spend no more than $50 a week on groceries, which actually isn't that much money. And by no means are we saying take your calculator to the shops. No, but you if don't you don't have to be a psycho. You don't have to do it, but I realized it actually bloody good it because would, it would as soon as I hit 50 or above 50, I'm like, all right, do I have everything? If, I, if I'm missing out on like, say, chicken breast or something and I've got these snacks, which I don't actually need, I'm like, well, look, I don't need this. Pop it back, trade it. Yeah, and instead of buying a 10-pack of skin, you just go to Lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) We've got the nod of approval. (laughs) Um, But yeah, honestly, if you're just getting started, take your calculator. It may sound as lame as that, or even if you're into manual addition, well done. Take your notepad and start adding up your uh, expenses. But just tracking everything is the main thing because food itself, everyone knows it's expensive and you want to, if you want to go on a date, you know, post-lockdown, you've been chatting to a, a lovely lady or a lovely guy on uh, online dating is, you know, or you're just, you know, or you're seeing someone mm. and you want to impress them with the food, make sure you budget for two weeks before you take them out and then... Yeah, and if you're a chick and you're, you're looking chick. to budget a chick, a woman, a madam... Whatever you want to be, if you're a chick, saving that extra 50, 100 bucks a month, a week even, can really help you get that dress for that date as well. (laughs) The dress has come back. (laughs) But at the Finance Bible, we're not saying don't spend money on food. We always say to you guys, spend money on what makes you happy because that's the most important thing. If you like your food, like myself, you know, spend a little bit less on transport and more on food, even it out. Um, if you're a big car, if you love your cars and you're not so foodie, spend more money on transport and less on food. Just even it out. I only shop at Aldi. My parents actually recently got chickens. All right. Now. Don't have to buy your eggs They now. have a lot of eggs that they don't necessarily need, which means, guess what? Your boy, your favorite son, Zeke's going to come up once a month and poach your eggs. But yeah, that's kind of the main, the three main um, expenses which everyone's facing, really. If you, yeah, if you like can, there, what we've just calculated is about 70% of your net income. If you can reduce each of them, the three major expenses, then long term, you're going to have a drastic impact. Yeah, and put that extra money into, buy that dress, put it into investments, put it in the buy savings. Buy that dress, get your Long Islands, go out and just party, enjoy life. Yeah, do whatever, do whatever makes you happy. Like it's travel. You know, yeah, travel, travel. Snowboard. Travel will be good, guys. That that should just about wrap it up. We've talked a lot of smack today. There's some. There's something in the air. Yeah, there it's is. good. It's good though. It's been raining all day here, like thunder, lightning. You probably hear it in the background. Apologies, but yeah, it's it's raining down something weird. Yeah, it's and a thunderstorm. But hey, we're all good. Play on. All right, next week. 
exciting one because a lot of our listeners have been um, just messaging us over the last few months about investing and where to get started, where to go. Um, what sort of habits they need to develop. Yeah, ha- the habits are the key with creating a great investment schedule and mindset and to actually build up that foundation um, and portfolio. So, mate, what are we? what's next week? It's... Um, well, due to the all the inquiries we're getting, people wanting to start those habits, we've got this one just for you. That's we're right. We're looking at the five, or not the five, but five, five habits yeah. in becoming an effective investor. These habits have helped Zeke and myself um, firstly start off when we started investing. Um, and still to this day, we live off these habits. Um, and habits, as you're aware, stick. So we'll teach you guys and the five key habits and um, hopefully you just adapt and soak it all in like a sponge and you know, happy days. Like a sponge. Like a sponge. Look at you rolling off the tongue. Like a sponge. Before we head off though, uh, I just want to say well done to all the listeners. You know, we've had a few people really getting into it with us this week, taking the first steps in buying property or asking yeah, what shares exactly and stuff right. they should do yeah. in terms of helping them catapult into that property, where they can save money. Any general tips and stuff we can give for people their age and yeah, it was great. Like we had a, we had a nice phone call with one of our listeners um, and a couple actually this week. So if anyone's out there who's still wanting to get some more information and a bit nervous to just reach out, um, just do it. Like we're just, you know, your average two Australian young blokes. We just have a chat, we'll help you out and um, yeah, we'll go from there. Given we are actually helping people and inspiring them, it's all that more important to share it around and make sure that you can really help more people your friends your family your colleagues yeah kickstart that wealth journey kickstart it exactly right and look if you haven't already click the notified bell on the spotify podcast um just so you know whenever we drop an episode each sunday you're going to get a notification and it helps your boys it does help your boys all right guys we'll leave it there we'll touch base next week and yeah they're very excited like zeke said about the next post uh the next podcast so um until then Keep investing. Keep budgeting. And And keep keep listening. listening. Ciao. Thanks, guys. Bye.